0: Your online community designed to help you connect, reach your summit, and create meaningful adventure experiences with your family. Hello and welcome to Ordinary Sherpa. I'm your host, Heidi Dusick. I am recording today in Montrose, Colorado after nearly two months on the road. And I'm really enjoying a lot of things and I'm learning a lot of things. And I'm just gonna apologize because it is insanely windy here. There's no way to get like a quiet, Full out studio space. So if you hear the gusts of wind behind me, I'm doing my best. <laughs> but what I wanted to say is, I've been sharing a lot of what I've been learning on my gap year through my email list. I wanted it to be more personable. I didn't necessarily want to put it all out on social media. So you certainly can always follow on the Instagram. I'm, I'm sharing some things there and on our Facebook page. But for the most part, I do a weekly email through my email list. And you have to be subscribed to the Family Gap Year Adventure in order to get those weekly updates. But one of the themes that has come up, and it actually came up in our Family Travel Hackers membership, which by the way, if you want to be engaged in that, it's ordinariesherpa.com backslash join. It's leveraging the resources you already have. And Yes, that can be true in travel rewards, but I think it's also true in like personal and family development. I think it's a mindset and we get better by practicing it. So by leveraging skills, resources, and even our networks, we're able to have high value experiences without needing to buy new things. And it's been a key lesson that I've noticed kind of come to light the last couple of weeks, And here's a couple of examples. So just a fun travel hack is we try to leverage our existing memberships and connections to create rewarding and unique experiences. So for example, in Wyoming, we stayed on a farm through a harvest host, and you may know my son also has a travel goal to taste the best ice cream in all 50 states. Well, it happened to be one of the best ice creams in the state of Wyoming. It was a farm-based creamery. They're just building out their store. So we tasted the best ice cream Well, watching the sunset over the cows and the lambs running around, it was absolutely adorable. Awesome experience. And again, that would be really hard to create without leveraging our existing relationships and networks. You know, if I was just looking for a hotel in Wyoming and ice cream, I probably wouldn't have had that same experience. Another example is that a friend in Idaho, in Boise, offered to accept a package for us. And in return, she shared her love of watercolor painting. And that in turn has led to a new, unique experience for homeschool. Our art lessons have now been around watercolor painting. And she gave us some of her favorite brushes. She gave us a couple of stickers. And it was just a really intriguing way for us to think about what does art look like on the road? You know, my kids all love art, but drawing was getting old, you know, so we've really tuned things up a little bit in the art atmosphere for homeschooling. And the third example, I think, is really fun, too. When we were in Salt Lake City, we have an ASTC membership. And if you don't know what that is, it is a reciprocity membership program. So we belong to a science museum back home. That membership gives us reciprocity and free tickets, essentially, to a lot of different places. Well, in Salt Lake City, it gave us free tickets to a sky dome at a planetarium. And on Friday night, they have a light and laser show. So we were able to go down. Actually, it even gave us free parking. And watched some great entertainment in Salt Lake City. Got us downtown. So I think it's just a couple of examples. When you start to look at what you already have, you know, sometimes adventure can feel like I need more. I need the right things. But I encourage you to think about what do we already have? And part of the adventure is figuring out, like, how do I use this to create a unique experience? You don't need to buy something new. You don't need to spend money. And I'll dive a lot deeper into this, you know, in terms of how we've utilized this mindset to optimize our budget. But in the in the gap year life planning, I can say that this mindset has been really beneficial and it's also a lot of fun. So it's part of the adventure. And part of that is also to connect you to other examples. And so I'm really excited today to share the story of Matt and Leah Jurek. So I'll introduce them in a second. But I think in the back of our mind, it's not always what our guests are doing that you need to replicate, but how are they thinking about it? How are they approaching this lifestyle? How are they doing something just a little bit different that makes it more adventurous, more meaningful, more of a connection? That is the part of the story that I think resonates across whatever adventure you are interested in our guest today along with their two kids began full-time rv life in 2019 after years of both working full-time as physical therapists they saw their life zooming past and felt like they were missing out on precious years with their kids they decided it was time to make a drastic change and exit culture's highway in pursuit of the narrow road that leads to an abundant life what started as a year-long experiment has continued for almost four years, and they don't have plans to settle down anytime soon. They feel like they're finally in the driver's seat of their life and aren't in a hurry to give back the keys. Matt and Leah of the Jurick family, welcome to Ordinary Sherpa.
1: Thank you, Heidi. We're so excited to be here.
2: Hey, Heidi. Thanks for having us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate it. Hey, I want to start, Leah, with you, if you don't mind. Can you talk about like four years ago when you're in the moment, right? In the moment of like, we're leaving on this experience. We're going to live in our RV. Can you take me back to what that day, that week, or just like some of the things you were feeling as you were embarking on this new lifestyle?
1: Yeah, sure. We had a great life. We were living in Oregon at the time in a beautiful area in the mountains and just really enjoyed the life we had built. However, we had two kids and felt like we were just not getting to spend quality time with them. You know, even a modest home these days, both parents, usually need to work to be able to keep up Mm -hmm. um, with. I mean, we had a modest lifestyle. We weren't extravagant by any means. But, you know, even out there, it was just to pay the mortgage and pay the bills and daycare and all these things. We both were working full time as physical therapists. So it was a lot of, you know, hurry up, get up, get them in the car, drop them off, work And then I felt very distracted at work because I'm just, you know, waiting for the inevitable, one of the kids is sick or, you know, you got to go get them or school's off for the day. And so it was just a lot of pressure trying to pick them up on time and then just do the rat race all over again. And so I had a friend that was actually traveling full-time with her family as a physical therapist. And Matt and I, you know, had kind of thought that ship had sailed. When we had kids, we were like, well, you know, we didn't get to travel, but you know, maybe when we retire. And so it was actually my idea to begin with. We both had an inkling like at the same time that something has to change. We cannot keep this up. And the wildfires out West were getting really bad every year. It was worse and worse. And we weren't getting to do the camping and things that we just kind of yearn for all year long during those rainy winters. Mm. And so we both were just getting really burnt out. And so I actually brought up the idea of traveling in an RV and just selling everything. And to me, it was just an idea of a way that we could have freedom, not even um, like physical freedom. But to me, I felt so locked into my life, like if an opportunity came up or God stirred my heart to pursue a different calling. I just didn't even have an option to pursue that. It was like, you know, there's just no choice. So it was just the idea of, let's see who we're really meant to be and be with our kids more. So Matt was definitely not as gung ho about it at first as I was.
0: Matt, can you tell me about that? Like, <laughs> what were your hesitations when she brings you this idea?
2: Dude, I wouldn't have my garage like, <laughs> to do man stuff. <laughs> my, my space. I was trying to picture it. And my background growing up, we didn't camp in, in trailers or I didn't have that experience or that exposure. It was it was a tent if we went camping. And so coming from a background of, okay, a, a travel trailer comes with a certain type of clientele basically. And I was like, that's, that's not us. That stigma is not us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Leah's like, no, look, they make them nice now. Like, check this out oh, well, okay, that's nice. So I started warming up to it slowly but surely. And then continuing to to talk about the idea of freedom in our life was the most appealing thing for me. And then maybe I could swallow the close quarters kind of thing. And just pursuing that idea of being mobile within God's purpose for my life, I was like, this is going to give us that opportunity. So that pushed me to that place of going outside of my comfort zone of lack of space and when we started looking into the whereabouts and howabouts to get this done it actually became reasonable and feasible for us to do so then that quickly just turned into excitement and said i'm only going to be here for a short amount of time and this is this is our shot that's being presented so let's go for it no let's quit um playing it safe and so That's where I ended up saying the yes.
0: I'm laughing because we're literally packing, right? So, you know, part of me is asking these questions because I'm like, what should I be thinking? What should I be feeling? What should I not forget? You know, like all those things are really raw and ripe Mm -hmm. right now.
1: So, um, yeah, yeah, it's
0: kind of funny that you're saying these things and I'm literally like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm there. My husband was also the guy with the shop.
1: Man, it was such a process. Yeah
2: yep yeah
1: gosh that sorting period and what am I gonna need and basically if it's less than 20 dollars and you're not sure if you're gonna need it just buy it if you need it (laughs) that's kind of where I'm at like yeah when uh we go home in the summer to where our family is in Indiana and sometimes we'll unload like some holiday stuff or you know baby books things like that we have with family but You know, we're always constantly reassessing. I mean, I'm talking weekly. We're getting rid of stuff. So it's just... It doesn't stop. (laughs) Once you get in the RV, you're just gonna keep (laughs) bringing stuff in, so you have to keep getting rid of stuff.
0: I know, and I think the things that are stressing me out are the things that don't really matter anymore, right? Like
1: they're not. What are we
0: gonna send? So my, I'm giving like boxes of things for my parents to send to us. You know, like every month, so that they get something, so it's kind of like freshens things up. And that's what I'm stressed about right now. I was like, really? At the end of the day, like, is it gonna matter what's in the box? Not really. It's not gonna matter, but. No,
1: that's a really good idea. I've never heard of anybody doing that. That's fun.
0: Yeah, I don't know where they're sending them yet. I mean, that's kind of funny, right?
1: <laughs> that's true. <laughs> General delivery at the post office. It's yeah. <laughs> like hikers do. Yeah, let's talk about that. Because,
0: I mean, the questions I get, that's one of them, yeah. right? Like, what are you going to do with your mail? Yeah. What did you guys end up doing?
1: So, our permanent address is Matt's parents' house in Indiana. And that's worked out really well. I mean, nowadays, of our mail is electronic, but they do trickle in some mail and they, you know, take pictures of it for us, scan it if we need it. And then if there are things that we need physical copies of, which really hardly ever happens, they'll just collect it for, you know, a month or two um, if it's not urgent and then just send it all at once. So as much as you can just get everything paperless and then even just do like a change of address to a family member's house. Or have them go to your house and check your mail if you have that availability. Obviously, we don't because we don't have a house anymore. But you'd be surprised. There's really hardly anything you actually Mm -hmm. need a physical copy of anymore. I mean, having somebody take a picture of it and then you file it away in your cloud drive somewhere. That's what we do. And then, of course like everybody else, we use Amazon a lot. Um, And so, Mm -hmm. you know, when we're parked somewhere longer times, the RV park we're at will accept packages. Mm -hmm. Um, But when we're moving a little quicker, you can do Amazon lockers. I know you can even ship things to like Walgreens. Yeah. General delivery if it's a family member. Yeah. Usually we, we have not had a problem far unless it's like something breaks on the RV and we need a part but we're moving every three days that is super challenging you just have to look ahead at where you're going to be and then I'll call the RV park and say hey we're going to be there in a week can I have a package delivered it's probably going to arrive before we get there and they I mean I've never had a problem you do need to ask though because there are some RV parks that do not like getting packages so definitely check we always check
0: (laughs) I was at an RV summit in September and it was kind of funny because they were saying like, yes, we can ex- receive packages. And, and the packages they received was like, fill the room, right? So there's a reason why. Yeah, <laughs> you I mean, sure it's a RV lot of work. Can... Very cool. Matt, were you going to say something?
2: Uh, I was just going to mention like when, when you brought that up. Yeah, there's the mail thing, but there's also other things that come up in life, especially for us when we were traveling, getting a contract in a different state as you go for the physical therapy, you pretty much have to get a license state by state as you go. So we have to know a little bit ahead of time where we're going, lock in that job. And then as we're traveling to get there, fulfilling all the state's requirements, which can vary amongst other things. And I don't know how many times I was surprised with Leah being able to pull up different spots, like, oh, you can go and get this ID checked here. You can go get a fingerprint there. You can go get this there. And so it's like, a lot more accessible than what you might think, you know, being in a hometown for a decade, you know, where everything is and who to talk to, to go get stuff done. But when you're out on the road, it's kind of like, Whoa, okay, but everything's accessible now. I mean, you can, mm-hmm. you can wire this here, photocopy that there and scan and fax this over here. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, having that address to, for somebody to send it to is, is less and less meaningful for that physical mail part, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, let's talk about work. Because that's interesting to me that you, I was surprised that you guys were physical therapists. I was like, Oh, I mean, that's cute. I was curious about that. I didn't know that physical therapists or specialties, I guess, had telehealth options. So both of you are still practicing?
1: Yeah, so it's evolved a little bit since we started. We were both doing travel assignments when we started this journey in 2019. So basically, it's kind of like a travel nurse or a doctor where a recruiter has a nationwide database of jobs, hundreds of jobs out there, and you kind of tell them the region that you want to be in. So we would say, hey, we want to spend the winter in Arizona. And so our recruiter would find us a job in Arizona. And that worked really well. You know, one of us would homeschool, and then one of us would work for three months. And because we were living simply debt-free, we had enough income in that three months um, that we were able to take about a month off to travel to the next spot, and then we would switch. And it was great because nobody got burnt out that way. And COVID kind of threw a wrench in that a little bit because there really weren't any travel PT jobs during COVID. So we had to kind of mm-hmm. regroup that summer and stay with family pursue some other endeavors. Matt had a really cool opportunity out in Colorado. He might share about doing hiking guide certification. And that was neat, but it also opened up telehealth opportunities. So Hmm. right now I'm doing a little bit of, it's called PRN. So like on-call PT work for a company that has facilities all across the country. And so I'm able to pick up hours wherever we are. I, we try to go to towns where that job is available. And then um, I'm also doing telehealth for some facilities in Indiana, even though right now we're in South Carolina. And that never would have been possible before, but that is now a thing. Since COVID, that law has permitted us to do some telehealth. And then Matt has really evolved his career in doing more consulting for some software companies. So this is actually our first time. Uh, we've been here a month where one of us isn't working full time. We're both like working part time. So it's really different. I mean, that has been an adjustment because normally somebody leaves and the kids and the other parent are just free range at home, whatever we need to do. And now it's like, okay, we have these three hours, we need to be really quiet because dad's on video meetings. And that is very challenging in an RV. Mm -hmm. And then trying to stagger it with, okay, handoff, I got to go to the facility and see a couple patients. And so it's been interesting. I'm like, okay, what apps do we need? We need to get a Google Calendar synced and figure all this out. So there are ways. There's definitely ways.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it. That's kind of cool. Matt, do you want to talk about your transition and, and how your work has evolved and the things you've worked on?
2: You bet. Yeah. And I think I'll go back to a statement that Leah made before when she kind of felt trapped. Part of her feeling trapped was the inability to explore and say yes to other opportunities. Right. And so when you're working full time, yeah, that's the case. And you don't, it's hard to see an end point to that. So it's either nose to the grindstone and bulldoze through the next 20 years or figure out something else that's going to happen, right? And and that's risky for anybody in any career to just swerve off and try something different. But how Leah said our setup was where one parent is working, the other one's at home. That person at home, if trapped on an island, which can happen in the RV life sometimes if you're <laughs> not moving, we run with only one vehicle. So- that parent at home needs to be creative. And with a six and a three up to now a nine and a six-year-old, creativity every part of the day is, is key. In our lifestyle, in our chosen profession too, we engage in physical activity frequently. We know the importance of it for just our body and then put on the spirit and the mind in that too. So within the realm of saying, okay, why don't we try something new? Leah had a great idea. I picked up on it. I've got a love for art. And I kind of self-taught myself some graphic design work on the computer. And putting those two together, we built a fitness game for families. Uh, It's just a little card game. But all the graphics I was able to do at night, I was able to say yes. I was able to put some time and love into that project. And that was a fun experience. It's great. You know, we're still kind of selling them. It hasn't Never took off like wildfire, but whatever. I learned a ton. And then Leah alluded to another opportunity where, in I don't know if you've ever heard of Rev Wild or Rev Wellness, this lady, she's a personal trainer, but man, I've heard her speak and she's on par with PTs and physicians in terms of her knowledge of the body and and the combination of the spirit and the mind. So she started with personal training, doing video personal training, but involving the gospel along with it and explored other opportunities within physical combinations, exertions, where you can find yourself within God when you push yourself kind of thing. And so that led her into the outdoors and she started what's called Rev Wild. And that is being certified as a wilderness guide and instructor in the christian world so you gain the certification after going out for a week out in colorado is where i was able to do the training deep into the outback and and just learn yourself learn life and learn god at that point and then how to assist others in just finding that too safely right because you kind of are putting yourself into um some very big unknowns when you go that deep so i was able to say yes to that experience and That, for me personally, allowed my mind to, I wouldn't say slow down, but maybe open up and appreciate more. And so that just benefited us in our lifestyle. And then we go to where we are now. And I just have said yes to a lot of different things. And and where that's led now is becoming even more successful, where I'm engaged in consulting, trying to bridge the gap between software and physical therapy worlds. As the COVID push, as our culture is leading into more and more online kind of hybrid type cares across the medical system, the PT world needs that too. And there's a huge gap between on the boots, physical therapy and software companies that are making these good products. So being a, a consultant in, the, in between is, is proving fruitful. And so that's actually giving us another step of freedom because all I need is an internet connection to make that business happen.
0: It's so fascinating. I think it's interesting because it's easy to feel stuck or trapped, like you had said in your old life. And you know, both my husband and I have stepped away from traditional work, and seeing the opportunities come, like I don't know that I could have predicted what would land in our laps. Obviously, we had a network, and Mm -hmm. you know that there's that value, but I. I think sometimes we are our own worst enemies and it's proving to me that there's so many opportunities out there, but I had to take the first step. Like I couldn't just wait for the opportunities to exist before I took the first step. I had to actually put my first step out there and take the risk, which was scary and it's okay. Like I'm, I'm figuring it out. So I think it's interesting that both of you shared those stories and what has developed, you know, probably not
2: expecting the perfect time doesn't exist. Right. No, the perfect time doesn't no. exist for anything. You know, we mm-hmm. would when we were thinking about having kids, you ready to have a kid yet? No. Yeah. You ready to have a kid yet? No. What does ready
0: mean? You <laughs> ready to have a
2: kid yet? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well we're 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 pregnant. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess we're ready. <laughs> I guess we're ready. <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: exactly. Very cool. I was looking at your website the other day and I was thinking about fitness, actually. So can you talk a little bit more about like some of the activities that you did in the Flip Fit program and what you were helping people do? Because I think it's funny that we're trying to, in many ways, like you think about homeschooling, people think we're just going to like swap real school for homeschool, right? And I don't know how to say it. Like, I'm not schooling the same way. I'm going to be schooling differently. So, I have to think about all that in my other realms of life, too. And fitness is one of those things where I'm like, gosh, I got to think differently. I'm not going to be going, I'm personally not going to be going to a gym. So, how did you think through, you know, the creativity, but also then, like, what kind of things were you practicing in the fitness realm?
1: For me, it was just a frustration with, I would get really motivated and I would say, okay, I'm going to do these you know, I'm going to get on YouTube or whatever platform and I'm going to get some video workouts and I'm going to do them four days a week or whatever. And I would get on and, you know, number one, the kids, especially in an RV, they just don't leave you alone. You know, they think what you're doing is interesting. So Mm -hmm. when they're that young, yeah. So I would, you know, they would want to do it with me. Okay, we'll do it with me. Well, then they just end up on your back or hugging your leg or under you and you're trying to do burpees and you're going to squash them. And, and so that was one problem. And then it was, okay, well, I I don't want you in my way. So I'm going to go get your Kindle and you're going to go mindlessly veg out while I do. Well, that doesn't make sense. That's not aligned with like what we want. Trust me, there's a time and a place to put them on a tablet, but you know, not on a regular basis like that. And so that was like not making me feel good. And then Third thing was like I felt like everything I was watching always had like women in their sports bras and stuff, and I'm like, well, I don't really want my daughter thinking like you have to look like that to be healthy, because to me like I'm kind of over the idea of having like a body like I had when I was in college. It's kind of more important to teach my kids how to be healthy, and so that's not something I wanted her to see a lot of, and I really didn't want to be in mm-hmm. front of a screen either, and so. I had talked to Matt about, you know, like, you're so good about playing with the kids, wrestling with the kids. He's so hands-on, and they love when he's hands-on with them. I'm not as good about that. I don't like wrestling. I don't like that kind of stuff, but I can see how, you know, we don't carry weights with us, so it was one of those, well, you know, they're always on my back anyway. Like, how can we... Come up with some exercises that help me use them as the weight or play and I get a great workout. So he just started pulling out note cards and scratching some drawings on. I'd be at work all day and I'd come home and they'd have five new cards that they made up. And you can kind of talk about how that went.
2: Yeah. We were in the
1: middle of nowhere at the time too. He didn't have a truck and we were in the woods by this lake. There was nowhere for him to go. It was gorgeous. It was
2: a great property to run and play on but that's what kids do. I mean, that's what exercise is for kids. There's, you can't train a kid, even up into teenage when all this specialization with sport and stuff. I did a lot of research on that in in my PT world and playing to kids is the exercise that they get. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have a group of kids to go play with. So I took it upon myself to do some of that too. And then it becomes fun for me too, because we're laughing. I mean, there's some ridiculous thing that I things that I have people do in those exercises cards, but it makes you breathe. It makes you sweat. And it was interesting just to see how excitable they were when we would pull out these different cards, we'd give it a name, then we'd take a picture for it and I'd make a graphic out of it. And before you knew it, yeah, we we had a full deck of cards. And so I did the whole Kickstarter thing and it was successful. The step I wasn't able to take was delve into paying for promotion, basically. So that world became a little bit sticky for me. And then the new ventures with the, with um, telehealth and the consulting came up. So it's, it's still around and we're proud of it. We're proud of our work and what we learned out of it.
1: And I love meeting people and, you know, sharing it with them. And I mean, I don't think I've met anybody with young kids that I've shown it to that hasn't been like, I want to buy that, you know? So it's just fun in person more just wherever we're at. If I see Um, If I get to know a family, I'll share it with them. But, you know, the social media marketing world can be a really big black hole that we just felt like we can't sustain.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it sucks the life out of. So I always say, like, is it an energy suck or an energy gain? Right. And if it's sucking the energy out of you, like, why? Yeah, it's not worth it. Yeah. I love it. it. And it's kind of fun. If you go I'll we'll put links in the show notes too. So people can see some of the different things that you show online. Cause yeah. I think it's kind of funny. I was like, okay, my 12 year old, this is really hard, right? I can't do these with my 12 year old, but I can with my seven year old.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, I would definitely say like under 10, you know, at least yeah. two. I think I even so wrote on the say... box something
2: like <laughs> yeah. older than three, but younger than nine or something yeah. like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's like the perfect range. But yeah, I mean, Matt made sure the exercise is covered cardio and strength and flexibility and core and but he made them fun I mean there's all kinds of superhero themed ones and (laughs) we had a great time with it
0: very fun so you kind of alluded to this but I'd love to go deeper too on you talk like when you accept assignments that was you were deciding kind of where you were going first yeah what kind of steps do you take in planning your route like how far advanced do you plan you know what kind of things do you think about when you're
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So we have like a sticker map on our RV. It was never like a goal we set out with. Let's go see all fifty states, but it's kind of turned into like more of just a yearning to see the country. I mean, yeah,
2: where 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 haven't we been?
1: Yeah, where haven't we been? Um, we've been some places warm enough to
2: stay there. Yeah, the
1: the weather definitely pushes. You know, you guys are brave. I know you're about to set out on a northern trip in your RV, so you're gonna be fine. Brave or stupid? I mean. you can do it this is our first time we stuck around indiana through thanksgiving and everyone was like you'll be fine you know it doesn't get really cold till december well they had like this unseasonable cold snap so we were in like you know the tens teens for probably over a week and so you just have to be prepared you know fill up your water tank unhook your lines there's different tricks for how to make it work yeah but normally we do kind of follow the weather so we look at where do we want not want to be when it's really hot really cold that kind of thing but also we really like shoulder season for some of the more popular places because we do a lot of national parks we love the junior ranger program and they're national parks for a reason right they're beautiful but you know like zion we were lucky enough to hit in 2019 in February or 2020 in February, right before COVID. And so their season doesn't really start till mid February. And we were there in the beginning. So the crowds were not bad. It was beautiful. And now I know in the summer, I mean, it's almost impossible to get through there and it's just gotten busier and busier with COVID. So I would highly recommend you find the shoulder season for the different parks and kind of plan your route if you can. I mean, it's not going to be, you know, we couldn't go swimming in the Virgin River or anything, but we had an amazing time. So you might not get all of the, the perfect experiences. Um, we went to Yosemite this winter um, in January, and it was magical. I mean, it was absolutely magical. We couldn't drive on all the roads, but we did most of them, and it was beautiful. So, Thinking about where we haven't been, and then I listen to some RV podcasts and follow some RVers on YouTube, and I kind of pay attention. Another good tip is there's the Apple Maps. There's something called guides on there, because I know for a lot of us, we'll hear a tip or come across something, and you're like, oh, I want to go there someday, but you kind of forget about it. So I started creating guides in the Apple Maps right on my phone, so you can just make one for North Carolina. And then anytime you hear something, you kind of pin it. I would prefer to use Google Maps because you can label things and it's, it's more advanced. However, you have to do it from a desktop. And I'm hardly ever on a desktop. So I found the guides to be really useful. I used an app for a while called Road Trippers, and they have different filters you can put on and just see, you know, the brown signs like you like to call it and off the beaten path kind of things. We also look at, like, as a family, what do we enjoy? And so this spring, you know, one of the things we really enjoy is whitewater rafting. Mm -hmm. And we did a lot of that in Oregon. So this spring, we're going to really focus on West Virginia and try and do a lot of whitewater rafting. So figuring out what you like to do, what the best season is for it, and try and push it to the very edge of that season, if you possibly can, I think is the best
0: Yeah, it's so much more enjoyable when you aren't fighting crowds, right? (laughs) It's like Oh my gosh. Life is so much easier.
1: And there's so many places that don't have crowds that you wouldn't even probably Mm -hmm. think about. You just have to dig and you really do.
2: Yeah, when we were in Cal or Colorado
1: Yeah, that's a good example. We were
2: pretty close to Rocky Mountain National Park and we're like, man, I don't just And you know you pull up the the Google maps on, on getting there and you'd see all this red traffic and stuff. And I'm just, Oh, Nope. And there's just so many, I mean, we stayed in on BLM land for
1: free, for free, yeah. like
2: half of our time in Colorado. Up by Leadville, yeah. Amazing, gorgeous Only places. So up there. that one didn't leave a hole in my heart. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. You just got to sometimes let go of like, I have to check that box that I've been to Rocky mountain and say, it just wasn't meant to be this time. We'll see it another time and just take advantage of, other off-the-beaten-path places that are just as beautiful.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think so many of the tourist places, I was talking with someone else about this today, like, you know, we we only know what we know because we've heard so much about it. If you get curious and you start to explore the places right. you haven't heard yeah. about, like, there's a million other things out there. Yes. So, it's kind of fascinating.
1: And that's why, like, I know you've been posting a lot about Harvest Hosts and mm-hmm. Boondockers Welcome. We use that a ton. We love that, and that is how you get the local tips. I mean, you pull up to someone's house or to their winery or their farm, and they will tell you. You know, they love telling you. Actually, a lot of them have little books already made up with <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to give you tips. So um, those you just can't beat the local tips for sure, and you won't get that pulling into a hotel or a big RV park,
0: right? Very cool. So four years, you guys aren't stopping anytime soon, right? I mean, that's what, what I'm hearing in your voices and a little bit in your intro, right?
2: Yeah, that's yeah, right. I mean, Man, that, that first that first when we set sail, it was a steep learning yeah. curve, driving something this big and figuring out where we fit, where we don't fit, getting the feel for things, <laughs> <Yeah>. the shakedown <laughs> period. I mean, there was, we, we went from the basement to the ceiling on um, whoopsies that we had to To fix and patch up and cover up. So if that didn't scare us, I mean, basically, it's it's just going to be a sign. Like, it was a sign for us, a feeling that we both had to begin the trip. And so I I think we'll meet that point at some point. I think somewhere our kids will tell us in their comfort level of stuff. I just have that sense that we'll know. We'll know that it's time to get plugged in somewhere for, for their sake, honestly. Yeah.
1: I think it's so important, like, with anything especially this time of year, everybody is like really goal oriented. Let's set goals. And I think goals are great and they have their place. But a lot of times I feel like we always look at what I want the outcome to look like. What do I want the end to be? How can I measure progress in my life? And we kind of lose track of what if instead of making end goals, what if we just created like our family values and focus more on the journey along the way and really making that our focus because every moment and every day is something to conquer really. And if you're just focused on the end and you're just grinding it out to get there, I mean, we could say, yeah, we're going to do this one more year and then we'll be done. Well, you know, you're not really going to like listen to your calling along the way. So that's something that I've learned is sometimes letting go of the structure. You don't want to create such a secure, structured life that You're locked into it yourself. Yeah, I'm excited that we both feel the same way, like just being open, communicating. How are we all doing? And I think we'll know when we want to change and i don't know what that change will look like honestly
2: i mean i got an idea <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> a garage heidi i got a garage right? where i can have pieces of wood yeah. and saws mm-hmm.
0: funny yeah you and my husband both right that's i think i think he's excited about this and he's like but i haven't given up on my shop yet right that's gonna come someday yeah
1: <laughs> that's awesome
0: Well, thank you. This has been really fascinating. Um, Is there anything before we kind of like end the episode that you want to share or highlight that we maybe didn't talk about?
2: Well, I mean, you can find find gear, little must-haves on your RV. I'm sure you've already found those getting ready for your trip and and you'll find more along the way. So there's lists out there, but just be patient. I, I don't know how many times Leah's told me that when something goes wrong, it would go wrong at home too, if, if we had a house, I'd spend my weekends fixing this or correcting mm-hmm. that and trimming this and um, patching up that. And the same thing happens here too. It's just all in tighter spaces. So just get comfortable in tighter spaces, whether you're doing life or fixing things, it's all part of it. But being open-minded, being a little bit handy definitely is necessary. And it sounds like your husband can handle a lot of that stuff. But, um,
1: you can fix anything almost fix anything. with YouTube mm-hmm. and Amazon. Yeah. YouTube University. <laughs> I was thinking about you um, as far as like little gear things. You were talking about how you're going to dry out all your stuff. So I had a couple thoughts oh, for you. Oh, sure. So with your RV, a lot of people put like suction cup hooks on the outside. The ones that you like buy at Walmart do not last. But I will tell you, I found the golden set of suction cup hooks.
2: Okay. From- there you go.
1: Oh, <laughs> from ikea they're from ikea and they stay and they're wonderful and you just stick them on the outside of your rv so whether like you're somewhere hot and you need to hang up your swimsuits beach towels whatever but for you guys you could hang up some snowsuits and stuff mm-hmm. if it's not raining obviously but so i would highly recommend the suction cup hooks they're so handy and then um there is an issue with rvs when you're somewhere cold and you're heating the inside of your RV, you're going to get a lot of condensation and that can cause mold super quick. So I don't know if you guys will have room for a dehumidifier, but it's like almost a necessity if you're going to be cold for a long time. But there's something else called den dry, and there's different variations of it, but it's basically an underlay you put under your mattress because RV mattresses go like right on plywood.
0: Yeah we actually have that because we bought from a full-time family okay good. yeah and I was like what is this thing and so they had some of that in there already yeah
1: yes okay good you are set because I'm telling you the moisture from your body heat through that foam mattress onto the plywood within a week you're gonna have mold if you don't have something under there so just try and stay on top of the moisture I'm like The moisture Nazi around here. I'm like every morning when it's cold. I'm like, no, no moisture in the (laughs) the
0: RV. We do have a dehumidifier, but I know it's it's like there's certain things. Oh, awesome! We'll have to take a picture at some point of like how insane our living quarters are going to be for the first month. And we figured like we might as well start hard, right? Because if we figure all this stuff out and it's hard, the rest
1: of it'll be easy. (laughs) And the kids seem game and they're excited. Right. Right. You can always Mm -hmm. add as you go, like easy. I always, too, I'll join, like, mom groups for a region we're going to go, Facebook groups, and even, like, homeschool groups, and I'll just be out front. Like, when we were in New Orleans area, I just joined the local moms group, and I said, hey, we're only going to be in town for a week, but... You know, I'm overwhelmed at all these different restaurants and and different places to go. Like, I need some family-friendly top ideas off the beaten path preferably and the moms will tell you what to do. I mean, they have your back all across the country. Very cool.
0: <laughs> That's a great idea too. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate it. Maybe. I have no idea what our route is, but maybe we could meet up on the road. That would be fantastic. I always love meeting listeners. And Yeah,
1: neither do we. Uh, we don't plan that far ahead, usually about three months. I mean, I know there's people who plan out further and um, just the way we travel, we don't really feel like we need to. We're not solely focused on some of the bigger you know, areas where you have to plan a year out or anything. I just don't like that feeling of being locked into something a year away. So, you know, there's give and take, but um, I think you guys are going to have an amazing time. I cannot wait to follow along your journey. And yeah, we'd love to meet up sometime if it works out. Very
0: cool. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining me and coming on and sharing your tips and how you guys made this work. I think it's really inspiring and fascinating. The more stories we can share the more um, we can inspire people to change their narratives. So I really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Heidi, you guys have been an inspiration as well. And we just really appreciate you putting forth the effort to start this community. It's been really fun. I followed you from the beginning. So I'm excited for you guys.
0: Thank you, Matt and Leah. I have seven key takeaways from this episode. Number one, The pressure, distractions, and feeling like they weren't able to do the things they wanted to led them to make a change and explore a different lifestyle. Leah felt so locked into her life that even if an opportunity came up, she didn't have the space to explore the option. Number two, very few grew up wanting to live in an RV. It took Matt a little while to warm up to the idea, but then seeing that life could be different was ultimately what allowed them to take the step. Number three. In the case of Leah and Matt, creating the space allowed for new options to emerge, options they didn't previously see, such as a wilderness guide experience, telehealth or on-call physical therapy, and now even consulting between physical therapy and tech. This is a reminder that whatever career sector you are in, there are different options to consider. You don't have to quit your job to make a lifestyle work for you. Number four, if you are considering traveling and remote work, such as the Durex, you might want to consider the certifications required in each state. And it's important to know that each state has different requirements and criteria to attain and maintain your license. Matt and Leah have become very proficient at finding notaries, places for fingerprinting and other required resources. Number five, using traditional methods to work out while traveling just didn't seem to fit or feel right. Leah encouraged Matt to create a game working out using the kids as weights. The kids' participation was based in play. While the parent uses the child's weight for resistance, stretching, and cardio workouts, taking what you currently have and thinking a little bit differently about how you can use it to your advantage might produce a different outcome. For the Jurek family, the outcome was flip fit. Number six. To plan their travel routes, Leah uses a number of different tools, such as road trippers, even creating guides on Apple Maps, and many typical RV trip planning tools. The key lesson is not to force an experience. It's not worth fighting crowds or traffic to check the box. How else might you create a unique experience instead of sharing it with millions of others? And number seven, people are often driven by goals and the end outcome. By allowing yourself to be open to the process and the day-to-day journey, you aren't as locked into a structure of your life. Not knowing how things will turn out has been a blessing for Leah, and it helps keep the space for new opportunities to emerge. I hope you are having a great week, and I really hope that this message finds you thinking a little bit differently about how can you leverage what you already have? How might you create more space in your life? Or how might you look at something that you currently have, a skill, a network, a resource, just a little bit differently for a different type of experience? Until next week, keep on adventuring, be brave, and keep going. If you found value from today's show, here are three easy ways you can support us.